0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Fear Fight Podcast, where we get stories, inspiration, and encouragement from everyday creatives trying to make it just like you and me. We talk art, God, goals, love, life, and so much more. But above all, we resolve to stay in the fight and always pursue our dreams in spite of fear. Hey everyone, happy Thursday! Um, it's Alicia here. I hope you all have been enjoying the interviews so far. Um, I interviewed my my sister Rhoda and my husband Jamile. Um, if you haven't heard those, please go back and listen to them. There are so many gems in them. Um, they share so much wisdom. They share their story, um, getting over their fears or discovering fears they didn't know that they had, realizing their full potential. In Jamal's episode, we tried to figure out if being mediocre is a superpower or if it's just playing it safe. In Rhoda's interview, we talked about discovering your own voice and finding your voice worthy and finding it worthy enough to actually share with other people. It's scary to share your own voice amidst all the voices out there. And we really dove into how to find your voice and how to find it worthy enough to share with other people. So yes, if you have not checked it out, please go back and check it out. Um, let me know what you think. Um, their stories are so inspiring and it's so relatable. I'm um, just talking about, you know, small fears and things like that, but also the big ones that keep us quiet and also that convince us that um, what we feel and how we deal with those fears are normal and they're not. Um, so I'm, I'm just grateful to have these amazing people in my life um, to come and share their stories and to inspire other people to work in spite of fear, to share in spite of fear, to be themselves in spite of fear. And so don't worry, we have more interviews coming up. Um, But this episode, I wanted to actually share something with you all that happened yesterday. So my husband and I have been on this journey to get out of debt. We, like many other people, have a lot of student loan debts. And so we're doing what we can to kind of come out of that. And we just want to be free. We don't want to be held down and, you know, bound um, and restricted. And we also want to be able to help other people, right? Like that is the ultimate goal, to be in a financially stable place where we can help our loved ones, our friends, where it's not going to, you know, make a second guess before we give something to anybody because we're worried about the money that we have. So yesterday I was in line at Chick-fil-A because... (laughs) I like to treat myself to Chick-fil-A every once in a while. Um, I'll say every once in a while, I probably go there more than I should, but you know. So I was there at Chick-fil-A about to order my chicken minis um, and hash browns, and I was waiting in line on the inside because the drive-through line was way too long. It was 9.30 a.m., and I was just confused as to why there were so many people on a weekday in line at Chick-fil-A. But anyway, (laughs) I went inside um, to order my food. And so I'm standing there and I'm listening to a podcast in my um on my headphones. And so there's this gentleman dressed in red behind me and he has a lot of nervous energy and it's making me nervous. Like he would move from side to side and then move back and forth, like really close to my personal space. And so, you know, I'm just like, what's going on? Um, not that he, you know, threatened me or anything like that, but I guess, you know, when it comes to, like, personal space and, you know, trying to figure out, like, what's happening? Is there something going on? He just seemed impatient. That's what it seemed like. Until um, he mumbled something, and I had my earphones in, and so I took one earphone out, and I looked at him and I, as to say, I didn't hear you. And he repeats himself, and I still don't hear him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Um, and he repeats himself again. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I really cannot hear you. And he finally says, you know, clearly enough, hey, you know, I'm just wondering if you have any, you know, spare change or anything like that for me to get a meal. And so I don't know why, but my first instinct was kind of annoyance. I, I, my first feeling was being annoyed. I don't know why. Um, I think it might have been because he was moving around and I was already kind of like, can you relax? You know, just this nervous energy was just making me entirely too nervous. And so, um, And so when he finally said that, I had some cash in my purse, so I was going to give him like five dollars. But let's be honest, the five dollars is not really going to get him anything on the menu. And so I looked to the woman next to me and she kind of looked at him and like rolled her eyes, almost like, oh, the nerve of this guy to ask somebody, you know, for money in line. Um, Almost like, oh, I'm glad it's not me. You know, like she was looking for some sort of connection between she and I. And so then I said, you know what, I'll just, you know, I'll just pay for it, you know, the whole meal. So we get to um, the counter and, you know, he orders his order. I order my order. And I realized I didn't ask him his name. You know, I didn't want to give money to just some nameless person, you know. So I asked him his name. He told me his name. And the woman at the counter looked at me and smiled. And she said, blessings on blessings on blessings. And she said, it doesn't pay I mean, sorry. She said it doesn't cost anything to be a blessing to someone else. There's nothing wrong with that. And she's smiling at me. And I had realized that my demeanor, my disposition was that of one being inconvenienced, right? Because I'm like, dang, I didn't want to spend any extra money because we're trying to put money in our account to pay this debt. You know, granted it's only $7, but that $7 that could have went towards, um, towards, um, paying off our debts. And her smile and her kindness towards me not that i was you know sitting um frowning or like complaining or anything or rolling my eyes like gosh just take the fine just order what you want i was being pretty pleasant but my heart was in the wrong place my heart you know was like oh that that's seven dollars that could have been put in the account and it sounds so petty right you know but when i'm focused on the debt that i have it became so big like okay But, you know, never mind that I was already at Chick-fil-A anyway, if I was so worried about, you know, putting money in the account. But anyway, the point is, when she was smiling at me, it kind of convicted me. It did convict me because the whole point of my husband and I trying to get out of debt is so that we can help other people and we won't even bat an eye. That is the goal. Like, we want to be financially free to be well off, yes, but to also give to people that need it without thinking about it. Being able you know, to pay someone's rent, being able to buy groceries for somebody or even maybe buy a house. And so if that is the goal, why was I so off put by, you know, helping someone else out? And, you know, and I've never been a person that doesn't like to give. But in this moment, it just I had to get my mind right. It was a blessing for me to be able to bless somebody else, even with the little money that I had. I don't need you know, thousands upon thousands or millions of dollars to be a blessing to someone else. And if the goal is to help other people in their situations, why not start small? You know, I'm not hurting, you know, paying for someone's meal at Chick-fil-A. That's not hurting me, you know? And I also believe God was kind of like, not maybe not testing me, but kind of bringing that to my attention. You know, we chase money, we chase, you know, um, fame or fortune or you know, status in the beginning to start off like, yeah, you know, you, you hear it. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm gonna buy my mama a house, you know, or, you know, I'm gonna make it so my friends don't have to struggle anymore. And we get so focused on, you know, pursuing uh, these these things, these materials that are supposed to help us in relationship that we forget about the relationship part. And so that really, you know, kind of, woke me up to say, even in this, you know, chasing you get out of debt and also trying to build build wealth to help other people, I cannot forget to actually just be, to actually be able to serve in the capacity that I can. I don't have to wait until I'm rich to pay for other people's meals or to, you know, do things. It's in the kindness that I do them. It's in it's in the small things that really matter. And I really believe that, that God honors those small things. This is not, you know a tooting my horn or anything like that. I just want to maybe convict or um correct somebody else because I was corrected. You know, I gave him money, but my heart was not in the wrong in the right place at the time. My heart was in my own pockets. My heart was, you know, I was I was allowing a mindset of like, you know, not having enough, never having enough to stop me from being a blessing. I just want to encourage you. With what you have, with what you have access to, you know, you might not think that it's a lot, but it's so much for someone else. And we don't have to wait until we make it or until perfect conditions arise to be able to be a blessing to someone else. I think this moment also pointed out something else to me because in any normal situation, I'm always ready to give. I'm always, you know, giving and, you know, I don't second guess it until I should second guess it whether that's brought to my attention or I feel like God is like no, you know, or you can give something else. Um however in this moment, I feel like all of that was thrown away because I was so focused on the deadline that I forgot that God provides, you know? I wasn't even going to go to that Chick-fil-A. I was going to go to a different Chick-fil-A that was closer to my home and then I was kind of questioning, why am I going to this Chick-fil-A? But by the time I got halfway there, I was like, well, whatever, I'll just go there and You know get what I need to get done so I feel like I had to go to that Chick-fil-a I don't think it's like super deep or anything like that but I really do believe that God was leading me to go to that Chick-fil-a and it was testing my faith because if I believe that God can get me out of debt why would he allow seven dollars to break me you know it doesn't make any sense if God owns everything and my husband said this said this to me this morning. God owns everything. You know, um, we spoke to one of our other um, friends, Minister Kim, and she was saying, God's not broke. I don't think I can fully operate um, how God wants me to operate if I'm coming from a spirit of lack or a mindset of lack, because I don't lack. I have God. I have God the Father. He's the one that makes ways, again, not to be cliche, but he literally makes ways out of nothing. Like, there are so many times in life where I have been struggling like struggling and God comes through every time even with my husband and me like we were on vacation last week our car broke down like it broke down in South Carolina and God came through like he he just showed up in so many ways we got a discount on our um rental car because the guy felt sorry for us like God was just coming through in so many ways and then when it came to this Chick-fil-A thing I'm like well I got to have enough. I have to have enough. And I think that mindset stops us from giving a lot, you know, feeling like, oh, we'll never have enough. But I'm not depending on my own strength. I'm not depending on my own wealth or my own doing. I'm depending on God, you know, and God never lacks. He never lacks and he never allows us to lack. We have all that we need in him. If anything, it kind of displays a lack in faith, you know, a lack in faith in God. Because if, I put all of my trust in what I have and what I can do, then yeah, I'm never going to give to anybody, you know? But if my faith is in God and I know that he's the one taking care of me, then it's not going to stress me out by giving to someone else, you know? And I think that's the heart difference. The heart difference isn't even necessarily, oh, I'm selfish. I don't want to give. I feel like the heart difference, for me anyway, in that moment was, do I trust God enough to give to somebody else? So I want to ask you the same question. Do you trust God enough to give something to someone else? Whether that be your time or your money or your your words, your your listening ear, your encouragement. If we're depending on God for everything that we have, then why why does it stress us out so much to be able to help somebody else? It should bring us so much joy. And when I corrected my thought in my heart, I my attitude totally changed. I was like, yes, I got to give somebody some, some food, you know, like... I might not have, you know, changed his life, but Emile does a lot, you know, and to be able to be trusted one to, to one, have the demeanor that, and, it, and that's God, like, it's not me, but to have the demeanor that someone would look at me and say, she might be kind enough to, to respond positively to what I'm about to ask, you know, and shout out to him for even asking because this world is so cold. You know, it's no one really cares. For him to even ask me and for me to be trusted with this test or this, you know, this opportunity to give, you know, I'm really thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. And I'm also thankful that my mindset was corrected and was checked because it needed to be. I never want to be working so hard on something that I have blinders on to what's going on in real life, that I become cold hearted, that I become selfish and out for myself and I never want to not depend on God ultimately. You know what I'm saying? And I never not, I never, this probably doesn't make any sense, but I never want to get to the point where I'm not giving to people because I'm afraid I'm never going to have enough because I always, always have enough. I always have enough. Even when it looks like I don't have enough, I have enough. And what I do with what I have matters. So I just wanted to encourage you, don't look at what you have as some sort of you know, measure of what, you know, you can do, oh, I can't do that because no, you can, you can, you just have to place your trust in the right places. Now I'm not telling you to be unwise. <laughs> you know, I'm not telling you, um, if you have $2, God's telling you to be wise with those $2. You keep those little $2. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't mean little as in, you know, to belittle anything, but you keep that money you have, be wise with it. But when it comes to like, you have room, but it just feels like an inconvenience do it. If you're being led to do it, do it. Don't let the fear of lack and not having enough stop you from being a blessing to somebody else. That is fear, right? That is a fear of being destitute or not having enough. And I think for people who struggled in their life or people who, you know, may not have had anything or it's harder, it's harder to give. And I, and I agree it is harder to give because, you know, we're not rich, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're here, (laughs) but, um, you know, I never want to get to that point where I'm like, I can't give to anybody. I can't do anything because I'm not going to have enough. No, I always have enough. So don't let the fear of lack um, and the lack of faith stop you from being a blessing to somebody else. And don't believe that lie that says that by you giving to somebody else lessens what you have. I feel like if we all didn't think that way, there people would be so better off. There's no way that me giving to somebody else lessens what I have, especially if I'm connected to God. It doesn't lessen what I have. It makes it even more, you know, like it it literally makes it more. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so even while we're chasing our dreams or, you know, um, coming out of debt or whatever we're doing, living the life we want to live, let's not forget to look back and help other people or look around and help other people using what we already have to be a blessing to someone else, even if it's skills or anything. Anything we have to give is beneficial. You know, we can't operate in a bubble. We have to help out our fellow man, you know, create or, you know, eat or sleep or have somewhere to rest. That's how I feel like that's what God intended. But because we're so either selfish or afraid that we won't have enough, we don't we don't or we think that what we have isn't really going to make a difference so we don't do anything at all and that's a lie too you know we all should play our part we all have parts to play in people's lives and i don't want the fear of lack to stop us from playing those parts your part is vital to this story so yes don't let the fear of lack stop you from playing your part okay Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fear Fight. I hope you feel empowered to keep fighting the good fight in spite of fear. Please feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can find more information about this episode in the description box and also at aliciarenice.com podcast. Above all, keep creating because you, your story, and what you create matters.